Amen. You may be seated. Well, I go ahead and tell you, I have not been in a worship service yet that I haven't cried. God is good. Spirit's moving. I know it says that they're asking the right things. Go to 1 Kings 3, 5 through 6. But before you go there, I want to take you over just quickly to uh, turn in your Bibles to Romans 8, 26. Talking about prayer on Wednesday night is prayer time. Um, you know, sometimes this morning was one of those as I came in and, and they were filling me in on, on the Patrick family. I, I just sat in there and I listened to the guys talk and we went over all that was going on. You know, uh, you get to a place that you don't even know what to say. Have you ever been there in your, in your prayer life and in your prayer journey that you don't exactly know how to pray or what to ask for. I know over these past six, seven, eight months, you just don't know. You're speechless. You're left speechless. I don't, I don't know what to ask. I don't know what to say. Asking the right things, yes, but what if you don't know what to ask? Romans 8, 26 says, In the same way the Spirit also helps our weakness we don't know how to pray as we should, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. Isn't it good to know the God of this universe, the God that saved us, the, 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 the same Jesus that hung there on the cross for you and I. That same Spirit of God intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. When you're speechless, you know, you... You get that text or you get that phone call and you're just at a loss. You're, you're speechless. The Spirit of God promises us one thing, church, is that he'll, He's interceding. He, he sees the brokenness. Can you only imagine what the Father must have felt to see His Son crushed there on the cross of Calvary by the weight of our sin? It was because of love, yes, but it was, it was so beyond anything that we can wrap our minds around. That same God intercedes for us with groanings too deep for us to understand. So, so rest assured and know that when you're speechless and you don't know what to pray or what to say, you're in the center of God's will. Because you want to, don't you? You desire to, you want to intercede, you want to go there for those families, you want to go there for those that are hurting. I've, my heart's broken for, for James so often. I, I sent him a text there with Bridget, I sent him a text yesterday. We're on a, we're on a group thing and, and there's so many conversations, there's so much going on and I just sent him a personal text and I said, brother, I don't, I don't always respond because I don't know what to say, but no, I'm praying. And you know that matters. That matters when you're at the other end. When you're, when you're there in some of the most uncertain times that we find ourselves in as a people. At least in my generation and possibly even a few years before. I know there was war. I know there was real war. And there was real pain that went on years and years ago. But what we are facing or what we have gone through. And we're all praying that we're on the back side of it. But we're still... We're still seeking Him. We're still desiring Him. So know that when you... God, I don't know what to say. 
That's okay. It's okay. I think you're right there. You're, you're, you're biblical. You're in the center of God's word. Church, you're right there. In the same way, the Spirit also helps our weakness. In, for we do not know how to pray as we should, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. It's Wednesday night. Uh, we, me, and, me and Casey sat up here just for a few minutes earlier today, and we kind of went through, well, what does Chapel Hill look like? I'm learning it. I'm learning uh, the process and I'm meshing it and you'll see, well, we, we didn't do it that way before. There's a lot of things in time, in time, you're going to say, well, we didn't do it like that before. My thing is just play the game, play the game, play the game. It'll make it so much easier for you because we're going to be playing the game. Trust in God, rolling, because poor Ty up there, me and him have done had a conversation Sometimes you may have that up there, and I'm like, yeah, but God told me something a while ago. And he's like, well, when does God talk? I'm like, a lot, brother. <laughs> he's like, how often can it change? How quick can it change? Oh, it's pretty rapid at times. So, so play along with us. Go, go with us there, though, asking for the right thing. I came in uh, Monday morning. I sat in the office there, and I, I looked out that window, and, and I was at Romans 8. 26, I didn't know what to pray. And this is where God sent me. A lot of where we'll go is you're just on my journey. You'll follow my journey. You'll, find the pro you'll follow along the process. And here's what I learned a long time ago. We're all in the same. We're, we're at different, maybe generations. We're at different ages. But we're in the same world living it together. We're coming out of COVID together. We're, we're coming through a pandemic together. We understand. We, we have something in common that, that unites us. Yes, we have Christ as the head of the church, but I'm saying we as people, not just in the church, but even outside of the church. If you're in a JCPenney's or a Belk's and you're inviting somebody to church, that young girl behind the cash register, guess what? She may never step foot inside of this building, but we have something in common. And you know what it is? It's this pandemic. How'd you go through it? What was life like for you? You know, it's a conversation starter. The devil didn't see that one, did he? Pandemic's a conversation starter. It's an icebreaker. Hey, did you know somebody that got sick? Did you hear somebody get sick? Hey, uh, did you get sick? That was fresh. Ty, that was brand new too right there. Use it as, as a conversation starter to just ask the question to a total stranger. And you know what? They're not going to look at you funny. You know what they're going to do? They're going to be like, wow. That stranger who I've been hiding behind one of these from for so long spoke through that mask and people still care about each other. People still care about each other. It's okay. Listen, no, we may not can hug right now. No, we can't run across the room and grab each other, but we can still care for total strangers. We can still care for people. We can still ask them that question. How are you? May not have a clue what all is really going on in their life. Walk up and down the hall, walk up and down the mall, walk in and out of restaurants, walk in and out of Walmart or the grocery store. And Romans eight twenty six. I don't know what to pray, Lord, but I'm just interceding. I'm just praying for those around me because God I know that if they're on the same earth that I'm on they've gone through some probably difficult times and 
They've had some uncertain moments and they could have even lost friends and they could have been sitting in hospitals with their loved ones just like James. And you guess what? It's only been a recent thing that family members could go in. Remember that, y'all? It's only been recently that pastors could go in because we went for months and months and months. You roll them up, remember? Remember, everybody remembers? We all remember, don't we? You roll your sick person up to the emergency room or to the critical care, you roll them up in the wheelchair or let them out of the car, and they just kind of disappear, don't they? Everybody, that was sort of a, that was a universal experience. That's hard. What are they going to do with them back there? What are you doing with them back there? What's going on back there? Lord, I don't know what to say right now. I don't know what to pray right now. I don't know what to ask right now. I don't know how to pray. If anything, that this, these last for the church, for the Wednesday night church, if there's one thing that this, this last period of time has taught us is how to pray. How to get on our knees. We may not say the right things and we may bumble and we may even cry and we may even feel so... Have you felt useless? I felt useless. Have you felt that? Have you experienced that? You know, through all, when, you, when you study psychology and you look at the different emotions, I don't know if useless is one of them, but there was a season that I just sat around and felt totally useless because I couldn't do nothing. I couldn't help anybody. But you know what I could do? I could pray. Wouldn't know what to ask, but I'd pray. Wouldn't know what to say, but I would pray. Wouldn't know. Everybody's symptoms were different, right? Some were mild and some were too severe. Some was a little headache. Some, some never lost their taste. Some still can't taste. It was different for everybody, but you know what, church? We all went through it together. And here we are. We talk about the journey, it's funny, we sit around here in the office around this church and we talk about the journey on the hill, come go with us in the journey on the hill. That's a universal language that people are hearing out there. They, they understand what we're talking about. Because we're coming out of it just like them. We have no more answers than they have. We, we're just, we're, we're, we're kind of tippy-toeing and figuring it all out just like everybody else is. So, being able to Ask for the right thing is important. You're in First Kings, very familiar, very familiar story, very familiar chapter in God's Word. God meets with Solomon here, Solomon the wisest man to ever walk on the face of the earth besides Jesus. How do you know that? Because the Bible tells us that. God comes to him and he meets him in a place, in a special place. And Solomon is asleep and God meets him there in a dream. How do you know that it's a dream? Because in verse 5 as well as verse 15, And Gibeon the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream. In verse 15, then Solomon awoke. He was in a dream. It was a dream that God spoke to Solomon. God still speaks to us in amazing ways. He spoke to me right there a while ago. You didn't see it. Did you hear it? It's not always audible. But I know 
I, if anybody needed to hear Romans 8, 26 tonight, I needed it. And I needed to be reminded that I don't always know how to pray or what to pray, but the Spirit of God, the same Spirit that holds this universe up, the same Spirit that spoke into existence out of absolute nothingness, everything that there is around us is the same God that is with you right now. And he's walking with us and he's interceding for us. God shows up in verse 5 to Solomon in a dream and he asks him this amazing question. Or he, he gives him this amazing offer. And Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream at night and God said, Ask what you wish me to give you. What if you had that genie in a bottle? What if you had that? What would you ask for? Think about it for just a second. Would your request be something over the last few months? What would you ask for? Kids and grandkids, we do that list around Christmas time. Some of us, when they when um, when they get the 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 Halloween not the yeah the Halloween stuff out of Walmart and the Christmas stuff pops up, which I got Christmas trees in Myers down in Monroeville. There's probably Christmas trees up here already, but the kids will start asking, Daddy, when are we going to make our list? And what are they talking about? They're talking about that list. They're talking about the things they want. What if God came to you in a dream? What if God came to you at night and said, Ask, what would you ask for? You ever thought about it? You ever take God's Word and just put yourself in that picture? Do you ever take it? Here's the deal, Wednesday night crowd. We apply this Word. You're here. That's why you're here Sunday night, Sunday morning crowd, that's why we're all here. But how do we apply this word? What if, what if God came to me in the middle of the night and said, Hey, Shannon, ask whatever you want. Well, I'd know, Lord, make a lot of people better. Get Wendy and him up here. Work out all the details. Let, 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 the next, let the next few months and years just be sweet for your glory. Let revival, let absolute Holy Ghost revival break out on this hill. Let people, who, let people who are playing church get real with church. Let, let it just happen. Something I've said time and time and time again to those that are close to me. There's not enough room in this building. There's not enough room right here around you. Guys, there is not enough room in this room for the people that are. Let me tell you something. I'm not, I'm not dreaming. There's not enough people in room in this building for the people that are just watching. I'm not talking about the people that just you know. And the people that we get out on fire and we start inviting and they start inviting and they start inviting and they start loving and hey, you hear what's going on? Come going on. We can change. You know what? We can change the story. We can change the story that's out there. Hey, I heard you're sick up there. No, let me tell you what's really going on up there. The devil don't like what's going on up there, so he's trying to he's trying to smear that heel. That's what the devil's trying to do. He's trying to smear the heel, and he's defeated in Jesus' name. And I can say that because the Bible says we have authority and power over him, and he's defeated in Jesus' name, period. And who can change the story? This little bitty bit right here in this room right here can change the, can change the context of the whole story. No, let me tell you what's really going on. Satan don't like what God's about to do. You say, how can you say that? How can you believe that, preacher? Because I know a God who came to a man one day and said, ask. Ask whatever you wish. And look at what he asked. 
Look at how he asked it. If you had a genie on a bottle and you got to rub it and you got to ask it, guys, we've got to be careful what we ask. Our, our words matter. Our, our, what we say matters. What comes out of us matters. Then Solomon, with great humility, I give you that. Verse, verse 6, with great humility, the request begins. Then Solomon said, You have shown great loving kindness to your servant David, my father, according as he walked before you in truth and righteousness and uprightness of heart toward you. And you have reserved for him this great loving kindness that you have given him a son to sit on his throne as it is this day. Now, O oh Lord my God, you have made your servant king in place of my father David. Yet, I am but a little child. We know from studying that he's not a child, but in his mind he understood. He's probably 20 or so. He says this, but, but what it is, it is with great humility that he is recognizing that I am weak, that I do, not, I do not have all the answers. I do not know everything that's going on around here. He felt literally just like me this past, well, these past couple of days. Guys, I'm learning the system. We're having nothing but conversation after conversation. Finally, Forrest, just this morning, yesterday, gave me a and you say, why is that important? Here's why it's important. It follows right in line with the scripture. This is what it says. Your servant, verse 8, your servant is in the midst of your people, which you have chosen, a great people who are too many to be numbered or counted. So give your servant an understanding heart to judge your people, to discern between good and evil. For who is able to judge this great people of yours? Look at verse 7. Now, O oh Lord God, you have made your servant king in place of my father David, yet I am but a little child. I don't even know how to go in and out. I, what, what did I ask you this morning? He's walking through the halls and I'm like, has this place got an alarm system on it? Because I'm, I'm just bumbling around and I'm just opening doors and looking under things. I'm like, I am going to get caught. Or somebody is watching me from some remote area and they're like, who is this guy? Let me go ahead and tell you. One, I, when, how, I wasn't here how long before I got in trouble? 30 minutes? Yeah, less, than 30. less than 30 minutes. I come, I go to the wrong bathroom. And the daycare, I mean, the preschool gets on to me. Who is this? Who is this? They don't get on to me. They go report it to the police floating around here. That, hey, there is stranger danger in the building. And then we have to go meet the preschool teachers all of a sudden. This is not a stranger. It's the new pastor. (laughs) Lord, I don't even know how the locks work around this place. I don't have a clue. I'm going to get locked up. This is, who I, this is my journey. This is where I'm at. Lord, I, I need wisdom. There's a lot of people. Is there expectations, Lord, that they're, that they're putting on me or they have of me? or God, is there things I'm supposed to be doing, Lord? Is there things I'm supposed to know and don't know yet? Lord, God help me. I I don't have a clue. I walk in and this morning, morning, it's like daily, this morning the the whole 
Patrick family, that is absolutely heartbreaking. And again, another family who God used in an amazing way, who's running strong and running well, and we know God allows things to happen, but a son passes away and the devil wants to stop something and wants to turn that into something. That's not something Satan can win. God gets the glory for that. Asking the right questions. Asking for the right thing. Knowing, knowing what to ask for. I did. I come in on Monday morning before I got in trouble. It was the first thing I did. Because I want to do it right. I got in there and I sat down and I opened the Bible and I went right here and I read this passage. And I'm like, Lord, I can't, I, if I go out that door, I can't come back in it because I'm locked out. That's literally what I said to God. Lord, I'm just like Solomon. If I walk out that door, I can't come back in because I can't even unlock it. Guys, the right, answer, the right questions. Guess what came? I got a key. <laughs> it's not naming or claiming, I understand, but I did get a key, praise God. But being able to ask the right questions. Because here's what happens. Solomon could have asked for anything. He could have said he could have had power, he could have had riches, he could have had... And we know ultimately he gets it all. We know how God works. We know the rest of the story. Let me go ahead and tell you one thing. And I, I got this out of my system long time ago as a pastor. There's not much new I'm going to tell you because you got the same book I'm reading. It's not like a teacher that can sit there and say, all right, I'm going to teach you something new. There's nothing new you're going to get. And my thing is, what if we just all did what we knew? Think about it. We sit around and wait on the new guy to bring us something new. No, just do what you already know. Do that. That convicts the fire out of me. You know? That convicts the fire out of me. There's nothing new. Just do what you've been given already. Do what you've been told. Do what this word has already commanded us to do. Look at verse 10. He asked for wisdom. He asked for a discerning heart. He asked to, he asked to know how to judge properly. He, he knew he was around God's people and he wanted, to, he wanted to be able to properly judge the people. He didn't want to mess up. He, he didn't ask for all this extra stuff he could have asked for. It was, a, it was pleasing in the sight of the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. Guys, asking for the right thing matters. Knowing what to ask for matters. Knowing, knowing what to ask for matters. And this is how God works. What did we start the service off with? What did we start the sermon off with? We don't know what to ask. But when we ask the right thing, He gives it. All through Scripture, we got, we got so many situations. Jesus says, ask. Jesus said, ask. I'll, I'll read it to you. It says, it says, ask and it'll be given to you. Seek and you'll find. Knock and it'll be open to you. For everyone who asks receives. And he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be open to you. It will be. It doesn't say it might be. It says it will be. 
It's not name it or claim it. It's just, we're, we're your children, Lord, and, and, and we don't know what to do down here. Things are, things are out of our control. It's beyond our reach. It's so amazing. It's so amazing that for the longest time, we could do ministry and we could do life with our eyes closed. Couldn't we? Life was on cruise control for most believers. Because you just woke up and you just did what you did yesterday. But now, uh, it's like, well, I don't want to touch you because you just sneezed. And I don't want to hold your baby because it's got a runny nose. And we're, we're, we're now, we're like having to, we're, we're, we can't do things the same as we always did. So here we are, every one of us are in the same basket together, and, and there's nobody got an upper hand. You, there's nobody in this room or in any other room that can say, <clears throat> I mastered COVID. You did not. You stayed at home like a recluse for nine months. That's the only way. You, you lived in a shell. There's nobody mastered COVID. We've all sort of survived it together. God's even the playing field. God's... I, I will not, Chapel Hill, I will not give the devil any credit. This ain't a devil disease. I'm not giving it. You'll never hear me do it. I guarantee you, you sit right there for the next 25 years and keep me in check. I ain't giving the devil no credit. This ain't a devil disease. Trump calls it a China disease, but it's... This ain't a devil disease. All things work together for the good. God knows what He's doing. He's not on vacation. He didn't slip off one night and... The devil snuck something in our coffee. That's not what happened. God's allowing this to happen for such a time as this in tag church we're in. It's not the last generation. Okay? There, here, ever since I've been a pastor, we've always looked to the generations, to the past, the pillars of the past. You know what I'm talking about. We did it this way, or we did it this way, or we did it this way, or no, we do it this way, or this is who we are. Well, listen, this is who we are right now, and we ain't got a clue. We're trying to make it one day at a time. We're trying to live. We're trying to survive this thing. And You don't have an upper hand, and I don't have, have an upper hand, and, and here we just are. And we got a God who's promised us to, that He'll intercede for us, and we don't know how to ask. We don't know what to ask, and we know that He's a God that tells us to ask. So the natural result in all of this is it doesn't drive us further away from God as a church. It drives us closer to God as a church because it makes us even more dependent on, Lord God, I do not really have a clue what you're doing. I really do not have a clue about how to even get up and go to work or how to get my kids to school or I can't go visit mama or daddy in the nursing home or the hospital. I Lord, I don't know what to ask. Asking for the right thing. What did, what did Solomon ask for? He asked for a discerning heart. He asked for wisdom. He 
And he says it right there in verse 6. And he goes into how his father and all, the, the son of a man, David, who was a, a man after God's own heart, the king of Israel. The king of Israel. Powerful guy. If you read on through that passage, if you read further down, you see that nobody was wiser since. Nobody's ever been, ever been blessed more and more wiser than King Solomon. And he asked for wisdom. He asked for discernment. He asked to know the difference between good and evil. He asked to be able to look at a situation and see God in it. Guys, if there's an ever a place that we as the church need to be able to look at a situation and see God in it, it's now. And I'm not talking about in the middle of COVID or at the beginning of COVID. I'm talking about at the end of it when God is about to open the doors on every single one of us. And I can just visualize it. I see funny things in my mind sometimes. They're starting to learn that. He sees things. It's just weird. Ty's, he's just trying to hold on for the ride back there. But I see God just opening the door. Almost like coming out of the ark for the first time. And if there's ever an important time to be asking the right thing, it's now. It's as if God has reset this thing. And here's the cool part about it. Every single one of you, your spirit inside of you, the spirit of God inside of you is taking you to different places. Some of you are thinking Chapel Hill, family on the hill right here. Some of you are thinking about your home. Some of you are thinking about your job. Some of you are thinking about your work. Some of you are thinking about your kids. See, the, there's no answer. I'm, I'm not going to tell you what to ask. I'm just saying it's important to be sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit and ask the right thing. Because God may give it to you. And here we are. We're, we're, coming out into a, we're coming out into a brand new world to where the playing field is even. And everybody knows the story. We can't say, oh, but I know something you don't know. Yeah, you were sick. It started with a runny nose and may have been a headache and a light fever and some chills at night. And you shook like crazy and you couldn't taste forever. You, oh, oh. You had that too? Yeah. Wow, we have something in common. We all been through it together. I see. That's why I look around this room and I look around. Actually, I say it. I, I'm an equal opportunity person. For There's enough people in, to blow every one of these sanctuaries up for all the Bible-believing churches in our community. How does that happen? For the ones inside this church to do it. Could asking, could, could. Asking the right thing. Say, all right, Lord. Preacher may have a point. Preacher may have a point. It may be that, hey, you're you're opening the door and it's kind of like the the children. Kind of like Noah and his family stepping out of the ark and it's a brand new day and, and I can just see there's nothing planted and there's nothing growing and everything's just washed away and I see a 
birds going, and I, I hear some birds, but, but that's it. Lord, now what? Romans 8, 26, we don't know what to pray. But the Spirit of God intercedes with groanings too deep. What we ask for right now could be some of the, one of the most important requests that we make, I don't want to say in our lifetime, but in a very long time. What we ask for right now, because we know we may give it. He may, see, he may see your heart. Oh. Kings, I want you to hear this. Kings, I want you to hear it. God said, verse 11, we stopped at 10. I want to read 11. Look at 11, what it says. God said, because you have asked this thing, and have not asked for yourself long life, nor asked riches for yourself, nor, nor asked... For the life of your enemy, but have asked for yourself discernment to understand justice? Because you asked this thing right here. This is what you asked. You didn't ask for that, more money. And you didn't ask to, to, to live forever. And you didn't ask for all your enemies to be zapped. Because you asked for this one thing. Behold, I've done according to your words Behold, I have given you wise and discerning hearts so that there has been no one like you before, nor shall one be like a rise after you. In verse 13, I have also given. See, this is where that discerning spirit with groanings too deep. You know, we don't even know how to ask, but we with simple childlike faith climb up and, and sneak up to God and we say, All right, God, I don't know what to ask. But I give you me. I give you me. I've also given you what you've not asked for, both riches and honor, so that there will not be any among the kings like you all the days of your life. What we ask right now matters. And God's listening, and His Spirit is moving. And he's working. And I believe that he wants to do something really big. I've had, I've had people on Sunday morning kind of church. Actually, it was when I was first here that time. Remember when we was hugging? Remember when we hugged everybody like crazy folks? Remember? Woo, we hugged everybody. Y'all remember that? A lot of people said this. What do you think God's come about to do? I did. Three people. Don't know them. It's not you. Because I've seen you more than I've seen. I don't remember. What do you think God's about to do? I don't know, but it's big. I don't know, but it's big. I don't know, but it's big. Why? Because He's big. Not because of me, not because of Him, not because of us, but because of Him. God's about to do something big. Who's He going to use? He's going to use us. He's going to use his people. He's going to use those that are right here. I don't know what God's saying to you right now. Let's pray as we close. Oh, God in heaven, we don't know what to ask.
We read the story there of Solomon. and Lord, we see how he was, he had a lot of responsibility. He had a lot of power. He had a lot of people looking at him. He was the king of Israel. And he humbled himself, Lord, and asked a very simple prayer, a very simple request. And Lord, he, he could have said so many things, went in so many different directions, but he just asked for a discerning spirit. God, you blew him away. God, you, your word tells us that no one since, no one before or since has had what Solomon had. Lord, and here we few sit on a Wednesday night here on this hill, God, having gone through all that each individual family and the story that we could all write. Lord, what do you want us asking right now? Lord, where do you want us to be? What do you want us to be doing? Where do you want us to be going? Who do you want us to be talking to or ministering to? God, what is what are you individually, individually, Lord, out through there is your spirit with groanings too deep. And God, is they just we just simply humble ourselves and rub ourselves close up next to you. And God, we recognize and realize you, we have nowhere else to go, Lord. What do you want us to be doing? Speak, Lord God, to us in Jesus' name. We want to ask the right thing for your glory, for your name's sake. We want to, we want to praise and honor you and glorify you. What do you want us to ask, Lord? Intercede. God, you hear your children just sitting there. God, I don't know. what is, is this me he's talking to? Am I supposed to be asking? Listen, Christian. That's right where you're supposed to be. Listening. To him. Dear God, we love you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Not not y'all. That's how it ends. Not not y'all. People that's watching this on YouTube from down south, they know exactly what that is. Not not y'all. Love you guys.